1: Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We're going to take a look at what's happening on the markets as it continues uh, the repercussions of Monday's WASDI report. And Eric Kruger is joining us today. He is with Smart Yield out of Kearney, Nebraska. And I think that's where we need to start, Eric. It's day two and a half, shall we say, after that WASDI report. And the market's still seeing some, some residual effects
0: yeah we are and we, we've seen beans kind of back and fill and really go nowhere off a of. pretty pretty decent report for beans really if you step back and look at the numbers um beans traded up yesterday and kind of gave that back today but they really haven't gone anywhere but you look over on the corn side of things and corn is almost 50 cents off of where we were before the report monday morning so um corn's really taking it on the chin of course with with the big acre number um, the yield number, um, and of course, that raisin raisin uh, carryouts really really hurt that market.
1: Well, you talk about that fifty cent drop. Is that better than what you expected when we saw those numbers come out on Monday?
0: You know, I, I thought we'd maybe keep a little more premium just because of the uncertainty of a late crop, and and we might see that. You know, next week we're going to have some farm tours going around that are going to. I think what they're going to do is confirm that there's such uncertainty in the yields, whether it's the, the stage of, of the plant and, and how much further along some places are than other places. And, and I think it's going to just provide, hopefully, what we see is maybe some stability off of this, this big sell-off that we've seen over the last couple sessions.
1: Well, we know the ethanol margins have definitely remained poor and their futures have not done well either.
0: They have in the report today. We saw production a, a little better than what was expected, but we had stocks quite a bit higher than what was expected. And, and you step back and look at that and, and, and grain's getting cheaper, but crude oil's also getting cheaper and the, and the dollar's up a little bit today. And it, it all factors into just kind of some, some continued negativity, uh, into the grain markets. And, and we step back and look and it's the middle of August and seasonally this is the time of year where um, as we get through the September contract, usually it's when we're kind of pricing in what we usually have a typical seasonal low uh, in, in our new crop contract. Um, so we look at December corn and go, okay, over the next three to four weeks, um, if you look at a seasonal, that's usually when we're kind of pricing in a low. Uh, we would we would suspect that would be the case this year i think hopefully we can find some stability here um closing you know getting down to 370 today we'll probably go challenge that may low that 363 and change so um we do that hopefully we can see that hold hopefully find a little bit of support to this market and, and move forward from there
1: what is the basis looking like out in the countryside since monday's report
0: you know, we we had a really great moving basis earlier this, this summer, and we've kind of held pat with that. What we're really seeing, though, is if you look and, and looking at the spreads, all of a sudden we've got carried back into this market. And I think that's a pretty good indication of where we're at, where we're at supply-wise, and I think we're just going to continue to battle that going forward.
1: We look at uh, the south, and I had seen some little bit of rumbling talk that we might see some, some harvest likely to get underway. We're already mid August in some of the southern growing areas. Are they pretty much still on, on schedule compared to all of us in the north, northern part?
0: Yeah, I, th- I think so. I, I've seen some, some pictures of some harvest going on south of here, you know, way south in the southern growing areas, and, and some better numbers than what they had last year. But remember, last year they were extremely dry. So, um, seeing some better numbers, and, and you step back and blink and look at the middle of August, and a month from now we'll be we'll be cutting some silage up here, and because there is some corn that will be ready then, and it, it's it's going to move along, and it'll happen happen rather quickly. Um, I think the big picture for the rest of the growing season is is we're not probably looking at uh, really problematic weather. We had some really dry weather in the eastern uh, belt uh, for much of July, and that's kind of been reprieved. The heat's gone away um heat right now would probably be wanted um, just to help move the crop along. So the weather doesn't look threatening. Um we know we know the acre number, the harvested acre number is probably what guys need to really focus on for forget about what we think we planted or could have planted because those are kinda eye popping, but what's that harvested number going to be? And I think most of the trade thinks it's that eighty two to eighty million acre area on corn and if that's the case our yield's going to have to come down quite a bit before we get back into a situation where um, our stocks to use comes
1: down. kind of want to jump back to a comment you made um, earlier as we started the Fontenelle final bell was we're going to start to see crop tours take place next week. Is that going to help to really kind of set in stone or maybe disagree with those numbers from Monday?
0: I think it'll do it, do more to provide more uncertainty, which will disagree a little bit. And I think, I think it's surely because if it was two weeks from now, I think that would be like a normal crop tour date because the crop's just that far behind. So they're going to have fields where, uh, fields haven't pollinated yet or just in, just starting to pollinate and they'll have fields that are more in that dough stage. So it's going to be, um, it's going to be really uh, variable. And I think that's probably the word most of them will use was there's a lot of uncertainty, and there's a lot of variability and, Hopefully, what it does is put a little bit of that uncertainty, that yield uncertainty premium, back into the market and stabilizes.
1: Even though we saw some big drops in the soybeans today, you say they're continuing to trade within that range of normal.
0: Yeah, if you, if you look at November soybeans and, and just put it on a chart or just go back and look at where we traded on, we were trading Monday. We were trading anywhere from where we were today up to 890. And we've kind of been in that range the last three trading sessions and held there. Um, you know, we had a little bit of positive news, um, on the negotiation side with, uh, President Trump saying we might, he's going to delay some of these tariffs, uh, to December and hoping that would provide a little bit of, um, I guess a little friendliness. To China, maybe buying some more of our products, but we haven't seen anything from that. Uh, but I think the market reacted a little positively to that. Today they come out, and economic data out of China is pretty weak, and I think that's maybe what helped beans sell off today as hard as they did. But either way, we're gonna we're gonna need to see some product movement here pretty soon, or what we'll see is our seasonal decline like we like we usually see this time of year.
1: And, of course, I've seen a little bit of rumblings, too, using that frost word. So we know they're not talking football. They're talking some weather, possibly, in the (laughs) western part.
0: They are. And I think that's another thing. Back to the crop tour, what it's going to confirm is that we're going to need you know, later frost.
1: Uh, Brown folks, more is coming up on the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as Eric Kruger joins us this afternoon with Smart Yield and jump over to the livestock side. Lots of things happening. Boy, I tell you, these feeder cattle, it has been a tough couple of days for them in the trade and looks like expanded limits once again. When was the last time in history, Eric? Do you know off the top of your head that we saw this many consecutive oh, days? Oh yeah.
0: I don't. We get to see it again tomorrow. So, you know, it's, and it's amazing to see expand limit down, expanded down, expanded up, and we'll be expanded again tomorrow. So it's, it's very impressive. The volatility is through the roof. Um, and, and hopefully we the big word is stability. Hopefully we find that sometime soon.
1: You used, um, uh, I think a very interesting analogy, um, before we started the Fontenelle Final Bell was you talked about cattle have been overcooked. And we still need to prepare for some of the worst, yeah, yeah. and some of the dealings are going to come our way yeah. over the next few days,
0: yeah, and I think we, we like to joke about that in the cattle market, whether it's up or down, the market always seems to to for lack of a better phrase, overcook the move um, and, and like we saw yesterday, we saw feeders, and we saw the whole market of course react negatively to the Tyson uh, information from the fire and and then you hear word out today that um, it looks like some other plants are going to be able to pick up um, quite a bit of that production and it's not going to be as bad it looks like instead of looking at you know four to six months until they're back online you're hearing rumblings of only a couple months and all of a sudden the market boom we're we're limit up across the feeder board today for quite a while on the expanded limit august closed there um and you know the live cattle side not quite as good of a reaction today, but at least they stabilized. Um and, and it's always right around this dollar level that we see this market kind of open its eyes and go, okay, is this underpriced and undervalued or is this where we should be trading? And the deferred months have come up a little bit here, but you look at October cattle hanging below a dollar, at you know, sitting here at 98.50 on the close and August cattle hanging right at a buck. And I think this is where hopefully we see that stability come in and, and we see the market realize uh, we're going to be able to chew through a few more cattle than we thought we were initially off the hay. Five to six percent um, less beef availability, but I think I think that's that's really corrected itself a little bit today.
1: How much of an influence ha- is or should this Tyson fire have when it comes to marketing these cattle? We had a we had a listener who was wondering, you know, and he lives in Iowa. He's wondering, is this going to infiltrate? the way the prices are paid for these cattle is there going to be a push to try to get them elsewhere or how do you think it's all going to come together
0: yeah yeah there's a strong push to get to get those cattle into facilities that weren't at capacity and a lot of, a lot of facilities are close that are close to capacity can always push to capacity and i think we're going to see that um i think surely off the fact that i don't know if you saw the cutout, out the choice select spread choice and select each up huge we've got that spread up over $25 which is historically as big as it usually tends to get um so so the margins are there and the incentive is there for other facilities to take take these cattle and get them pushed through so i think that also puts the incentive back on tyson to say hey there's big profit right now let's get this plant going as fast as we can so i i, I right now we believe that um hopefully uh, the solution works itself out a little, a little faster than, than what we initially thought off this big sell-off the last, last two days.
1: Are we looking at I mean, the struggles that we've seen? And you and I have had this conversation before for livestock producers. Many were looking to, to booking some of that feed usage for later this fall. Because of the information that came out on Monday, do you see that having any effect on these cattle?
0: Yeah, and I think, I think one of the other big things we haven't even discussed on feeders is, um, you know, our, our feed right now is down 50 cents in the last three days. So you look out and you look at deferred, deferred feeder cattle and go, okay, this into, into the end of the year in the first part of the year, all of a sudden one of our big, our big inputs just got 50 cents cheaper, you know, and, and I think that's a, a big thing guys, guys are looking at and I hopefully guys are taking advantage of that. That's one thing we would say. If you've got, if you've got, you know, feed usage that you need to, to secure or price, and you can protect yourself through these winter months, it's probably not a bad time to look at doing that with December corn in the 370s um, and, and September corn here below 360. So I, I think that's something we would encourage guys to take a look at um, if you are going to be feeding cattle through the winter.
1: And what about for hogs? We saw some active gains that developed in their market this morning.
0: Yeah, it was nice to see hogs up a couple blocks really into the close. And uh, I think the weak technicals the last few days, it's nice to see them rebound from, from there. There's, there's, you know, there's still a big fear that we're going to have way too much pork into the winter months, but there's the hope that, you know, maybe a little positive news with, with these tariffs getting pushed back to December. If, if China's going to buy anything, hopefully they'll buy some pork from us. Um, and, and that would be a huge boost. Uh, so hopefully that'll stabilize this market a little bit, but that has yet to come. We haven't seen it, and um, those, those trade relations hopefully can it can sure up a little bit here in the, in the meantime, and maybe at least see a few few purchases out of way.
1: Lots of things to think about, lots of markets to watch, with expanded limits taking place again tomorrow for these livestock. Guys want to sit down and talk to you because maybe they haven't fully gotten a marketing plan for this new crop and, and their livestock as well. What's the best way to get a hold of either you or Troy?
0: Yeah, they can call 234 6805 or go online to mysmartyield.com.
1: All right, thanks so much. Eric Kruger joining us today. Thanks to Fontenelle and all the local Fontenelle dealers as well. It's the Fontenelle Final Bow on the Rural Radio Network.
0: You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.